This episode of the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SaneBox. Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the weekly leadership podcast. I appreciate you guys being on. This is episode number 94, and we just last week wrapped up a series called Lies That Leaders Tell Themselves. I want to encourage you that if you haven't listened to that series, you can go to scottrossonline.com, and you can listen to the archives. You can also subscribe to the podcast that way on any device that you choose. And I do encourage you guys to subscribe because it will mean that the podcast is automatically automatically downloaded to your phone or listening device every single week instantaneously. You'll just turn your device on and there it will be and uh, you'll be able to listen to this information over and over again. Uh, Today we're going to go into uh, a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a little while and just didn't know where I was going to fit it in and so we're just going to do a a topic today that's kind of a one-off. This isn't going to be a series but I want to just ask you today to begin to think about your favorite movie movies and your favorite stories. Think about the stories, the movies, the books that have drawn you in in your life. You know, if, if somebody was to say, you know, what is your favorite movie ever? Uh, you know, some people struggle to come up with one, but you're going to have two or three that are going to come to mind right away. And what I want you to do as you're thinking about that is think about the kinds of characters that you're drawn to in those movies. Who are your favorite characters throughout your life from the stories and the movies that you identified with most? And then as you're thinking about those stories and you're thinking about the the main characters in those stories, I want to ask you, are you drawn to the hero of the story or are you drawn to some side character in someone else's story? The thing I want to talk about today is becoming the hero of your story. And what I will tell you is that throughout all time, most men and women have been drawn to the hero in the story rather than the side character in someone else's story. And so I would ask you this question, which are you right now? Are you the hero of your own story, or are you the side character in someone else's story? As a leader, one of the decisions we need to make is the decision to be the hero of our own story. And if we're going to be the hero of our own story, we're going to have to get on purpose Because it's not going to happen by accident. The default position is to be in someone else's story. What we're going to need to do is get intentional about being the hero of our own story and begin living with that in mind. And I want to talk about how we do that. What does that look like? And so to do that, to examine this idea of being the hero of our own story, let's ask some questions. First of all, let's just think about this. What kinds of stories are people drawn to? 
What are the stories that become the blockbuster movies, the ones that sell all the tickets, the the bestseller novels? Are they drawn to something where, or stories where something really small happens, like, you know, the hero needed to plant a vegetable garden, and that's it? The hero wanted to bake a pie? No. They're drawn to stories where something huge needed to happen. The hero was going to attempt something really, really big. In fact, they were going to attempt something that was considered to be impossible. Think about Lord of the Rings, these tiny little hobbits against all the armies of Mordor and the evil Sauron, Star Wars, the little rebel alliance against the big, bad galactic empire, Toy Story, where you have these tiny little toys and they can't even be seen by anybody and they have to take on full-size humans in a human-sized world. We are drawn to the stories where people want to accomplish something really, really big. Think about real life. Rosa Parks against the entire state of Alabama, this frail older woman. Gandhi versus the entire British Empire. The Spartans at Thermopylae against this massive Persian army. We're drawn to heroes that are doing big, big things. Well, we want people to be drawn to us, don't we? I mean, as leaders, that's the goal. So how big is your dream? How big is your vision? If people aren't following you, it's probably because you're not trying to do anything big enough for them to want to. What would your vision look like if you were to expand it? Like, think about your vision right now for your life coming into listening to this podcast and just start to expand it. Now, keep going. Not a little bigger. Let's go 10 times bigger than what your vision was. Let's get into impossible territory. Let's get into against all odds dreaming. You want 100 people in your organization? Okay, well, what would it look like for 1,000 people to be in your organization? What would it look like for 10,000 people to be in your organization? You want to feed the people in your community? Well, what about your whole city? Shoot, what about your state? Let's get big. What about feeding everybody in your country? You want to create some sort of massive passive residual income? You're thinking a couple thousand dollars would change my life. Well, what about instead of $2,000 a month, what about $20,000 a month? Shoot, what about $200,000 a month? What would that look like? When you start to think at 10x, 100x your current vision, And what everything looks like around that, like imagine if you were to pull it off, what would that mean? What are all the implications? What are all the dependencies? You start to get this massive vision. People are going to be able to find a way to fit into that vision. See, when the vision is small, there's not room for very very many people. The bigger your vision gets, the more drawn to you the people are going to be and the more capable there are of they're going to be of seeing themselves participating in that vision. You know, if Moses wanted to take a couple of people across the yard from where they were making bricks on one side to making bricks on the other side because it's a little shadier, well, maybe one guy walks with him. He wants to take the nation of Israel to the promised land and overcome the Egyptians first and the Canaanites second. Man, big vision, room for a lot of people. 
So never forget that. We got to be on purpose. And the first thing we got to do is we got to become the kind of hero that's going to do big things because that's the story that people want to read. Now, the second thing is, what do all these stories have in common? When you think about all your favorite movies and your favorite stories, they always have one commonality. I don't care what the story is. And that commonality is adversity. Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt is set up to look like the bad guy. Oh my gosh. He has to save the world while the world is trying to kill him. Talk about hard. Talk about adversity. The fugitive, Dr. Richard Kimball, set up to look like he murdered his wife. He has to avoid the authorities while solving the murder and simultaneously bringing the culprit to justice. Saving Private Ryan, this little tiny group of soldiers has to cross two or three countries to find one guy in the midst of World War II. Massive, massive adversity. Heroes always face major adversity. So let me ask you this. If you want to be the hero to your story, you're going to have to face some adversity. And I will ask you, where are you facing big time adversity right now? If you're not really facing any adversity, let me just let you know, you're probably not the hero of the story you're participating in. The hero's facing adversity. You're off on the side, able to avoid feeling that heat. Let me ask you, where are you trying to avoid adversity? You know it's sitting right there in front of you. You know everything you want's on the other side of it, but you're trying to do anything possible to avoid that adversity. Well, you're never going to get a breakthrough without it because there is no story without the adversity. Here's the other thing. The adversity lasts all the way to the very end of act three. It's at the climax of the movie that we have the adversity finally let up. Some of you are in the opening act to your film and you think it's strange that you have adversity. Of course you have adversity. The entire act one and act two are filled with it. And when it gets to act three, it intensifies in a major way to bring it to the climax. If you're going to be the hero of your story, you've got to embrace the fact that you're going to go against obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. You're going to go uphill. You're going to have all kinds of things conspire against you. And that is why your story is going to be one that people want to be a part of and that people will want to tell over and over and over again. Before we move on with this information, I just want to take a moment and share something that's been a real blessing to me. Let me ask you, are you drowning in email? Are important emails getting lost among the junk? I want to share with you a service that has changed my life, and I do mean that. It's called SaneBox. Prior to SaneBox, I had nearly 30,000 unread messages in my inbox. Now, don't laugh. It's true. But within an hour of implementing SaneBox, I was down to zero. Today, I never miss important emails, and I only spend a few minutes a day keeping my inbox sane. With SaneBox, you will never have your valuable time wasted on email, and you will never miss an important email again. Now, SaneBox is offering listeners to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast something really special. Go to SaneBox.com slash Scott Ross. And first, they're going to give you a free trial. 
But at the end of your free trial, when you're scrambling to throw money at them because you can't imagine going back to the old way, they're going to give you $20 off because you're a listener. So go to SaneBox.com slash Scott Ross for your free trial and $20 off. SaneBox, get out of your inbox and on with your life. Another thing about the hero of the story is this. Heroes always have help. There's always somebody in the story that without them, victory wouldn't be possible. The hero is the focus. But man, we love the team members that are assisting that hero. Thinking back on Lord of the Rings again, you know, Frodo had Sam and Pippin. Batman has Alfred and Lucius Fox. Every time we have a great story with a great hero, they always had team members, friends who were willing to put it all on the line to make the victory possible. I will just ask you, are you cultivating a team? And specifically, are you cultivating an inner circle? I've talked before about this. Creating an inner circle is one of the most critical things any leader can ever do. And uh, I will post the link to the podcast on developing an inner circle in the show notes on scottrossonline.com slash 94. Um, Make sure that you go there and check those show notes out and listen to developing an inner circle because it's something you've got to do. I will ask you, as you're cultivating a team, maybe you think you already are cultivating a team. Do they know your vision? Do they know how big that vision is? And have they bought into that vision? Do they see how their unique skills and their unique talents and their unique passions can contribute to that vision becoming a reality? Listen, write this down. Everyone has something to contribute. Everyone has something to contribute. The key for the leader, for the hero, is to make it obvious that there is a place for everyone within the team to play a role in the victory and make it easy for people to see how they can participate in this giant vision, in this giant thing that you're about to pull off. If you're trying to do this on your own, if you're trying to be the Lone Ranger, your movie's going to end really badly. Make sure you've got help because every great hero does. And then finally, I would just say this. Think about which side the hero is on in your favorite movies. My guess is for 99% of you, The hero of your movie is on the side of right. They're on the side of truth. They're on the side of justice. They're on the side of mercy. Think about Nemo. He is a father going to any length to find his son. The Avengers are trying to save the world. The Bible is about God giving himself even when he gains nothing in order to redeem mankind. See, heroes are never in it for the money or the glory or the fame. They're not in it for themselves. They're in it for something much, much bigger. There is something much more noble that drives them, that burns inside them, that keeps them up at night. Heroes are on a noble mission I'll just ask you this. How connected is your why to something noble? How much does a noble ideal 
drive, your vision, your action, your discipline, your work ethic, and how centered is your why in something timeless that can live on without you, that gives people that don't want the the selfish thing you want, the ability to still buy in because it's really about this way bigger ideal. People will follow a hero when big values and a noble mission is at stake. The second that the mission becomes something self-driven, self-focused, something that is, you know, temporal, something that is material, something that could rot or rust or be stolen or be destroyed. The second that that's true, people start to bow out of the story. Make sure that you're on a mission that has nobility and that people know what that is and are connected to that because that is what's going to bring the masses to your aid and to your uh, side and want to follow you and participate. So guys, when we think about the stories that we love, we're attracted to the heroes in those stories. The side characters are cool, but the ones we remember are the central figures And if we want to do something big with our life, we're going to have to become the hero of our own story rather than playing a bit part in someone else's. And to do that, we're going to have to be on purpose. First of all, we're going to have to get our vision to be way bigger than it is. I would say minimum 10x what your vision is now. And not only does that vision need to be really, really big, it needs to be communicated as being really, really big to the world so that people will know that that's something available to them and they'll be inspired to play a role. We've, we've got to know we're going to face big time adversity. And if we either don't have adversity or we're trying to avoid adversity, there's no chance we're ever going to be the hero of this story. We've always got to have help. We've got to have an inner circle. We've got to have, you know, those people who have got our back and without them, it will be impossible to win. And last but not least, we've got to be on a noble mission. We have to want to do this for something that's a timeless ideal that people can buy into. Become the hero of your story, guys. It can change everything for you as a leader and for how people see you as a leader, for their desire to stay connected to you as a leader, for how inspired they become by you as a leader, and for the links they're willing to go to to make the mission become reality, to make the vision become reality. With that said, God bless you. I can't wait to be with you on next week's podcast. Until then, keep raising your leadership lid. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline.